welcome back to Coffee and Calacas. I'm your host, Joe. So this week's episode, we're going to get into something a little bit spooky. Um, we're starting off with the Little Smartos. Now, you're probably wondering, well, I already know about this, so what do you have to tell me? Okay, well, um, for those who are not familiar with the, with the tradition and the festivity of Dia de los Muertos, El Dia de los Muertos is not your Mexican Halloween. I know a lot of people do think, oh, it's Mexican Halloween, you know, they dress up, but it's not that. It's something more... I guess you could say um, a little more refined, you know, it's not just about trick-or-treating and getting candy, it's about tradition, and tradition is very deeply rooted in the Mexican culture, um, which is kind of why, um, you know, I'm very, you know, passionate about this podcast, because I feel that the tradition of sitting you know, around with your abuelos and, you know, talking to them and hearing, you know, stories is something that isn't done anymore like it used to, you know, years ago. Nowadays, people are stuck on their iPads and, and uh, you know, FaceTiming and Snapchatting and TikToking that people don't take the time to sit around with their abuelitos and abuelitas and, you know, get to know them. Um, so, a little los muertos is something that, you know, Mexicans, and not just Mexicans, I mean, this this is a, uh, a festivity that is celebrated around the world um, by many different, you know, ethnicities, but, you know, particularly those of Spanish descent. Um, it is rooted within religion. Um, it has a lot to do with honoring those that have passed before us. So people might think, oh no, that's so spooky, so, you know, creepy, and and just macabre that, you know, you're, you're talking with the dead and it's not about talking with the dead. It's about respecting, respecting, I'm sorry, respecting and honoring the dead and letting them know that they are not forgotten. Um, for anyone who has seen the movie Coco, you get an idea, a sense of what it is to, to honor, um, your loved ones and those who have passed on before us. And it's, it's a beautiful way of letting, you know, your ancestors know that they are, are still a part of you, that they're the reason you're here today. It's so beautiful. Um, you usually have an altar and you decorate it with, with pictures um, of your loved ones with papel picado, which is this beautiful um, paper that has like cutout images of um, one of the biggest uh, um, icons for De Los Muertos is the monarch butterfly. And you have, you know, it's cut out on their calaveritas and, you know, it's, it's beautiful. You know, you decorate the altar and you put out food from, you know, that, that was loved by those who have passed on. So in some instances you have champurrados, in some instances you have, you know, tamalitos. And for those who were big in drinking, they have their favorite tequila or their whiskey. And you basically, I mean, you know, you honor them in that sense that saying, hey, I'm thinking of you, I'm going to share in your favorite meal, so that way you are a part of this table tonight. And El Día de los Muertos, you know, is celebrated on November the 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. If I am, 
you know, go ahead and correct me in the comments. Um, El Día the first of November is El Día de los um, Santos or the the or the Los Angelitos. It's 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 where they celebrate the children who have passed on. And people think, oh no, no, it's on Halloween, and you know. But the way it works, or the way it's written in this tradition, is that El Día de los Muertos, you know, um, around October thirty first, the veil that separates the living and the dead thins out so those who have passed on before us can actually cross through that veil and communicate with us so you do have um you know celebrations at in in cemeteries and you're probably thinking oh my gosh that is so creepy like why and i'm gonna be honest with you the reason you do it is because that's where you know you're close to them that's where they were their their body was you know last was and for those who may not have family members in cemeteries um which is fine i mean um not everyone buries their 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 loved ones a lot of people do cremate them you know you sit them at the table with you and you 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 talk about memories with them you know things that they've done in the past that made you happy you know you cry with them you you just talk about them and you just show them that you love them and you care so feliz dia de los muertos a toda mi familia y mis amigos allá. Um, just want you to know that, you know, we're celebrating and I love you and you're always in my heart and in my thoughts. So if you celebrate, you know, I'm glad that you do. If you don't celebrate, that's fine. If you want more information, message me. I do have a little bit more information. But I don't want to stick too long on the Elia de los Muertos, but I didn't want to, you know, bring it up and, you know, um, let anyone who follows this uh, podcast know that I do celebrate El Dia de los Muertos. And um, I do have a place, an, an altar, for my father who did pass on um, five years ago. Um, so let's carry on and um, let's get into this week's subject, brujas. Okay. So when you think about brujas, you, um, I mean, if you're, if you're not from the Mexican Hispanic, you know, Spanish culture, you think of brujas and you're probably like, well, bruja, that's, that's a witch. And yeah, it's, it's a witch. Um, and there's a difference between witch and bruja. And we're gonna get into that right now. So you have your American witch and your American witch, you know, we all know that you had your, uh, your Salem witch trials and it was this big, and if you don't know, let me give you a little brief history on this. I do, I do enjoy history. So, um, the Salem Witch Trials took back in the 1600s, and so let's pause there, let's rewind again, and let's think back to what is a witch? A witch is an individual, and I'm going to say individual because, um, there was more than just women who were persecuted for being witches, you know, so the term witch is, is kind of broad, but, you know, mostly women were persecuted for, you could say just being odd and abnormal, you know, and they would say, oh, these women, you know, they don't follow uh, the Lord's rule and they, they worship the devil and, you know, they would go after these women and, and their families and, you know, as soon as they didn't have families, sometimes it was just, you know, them by themselves. And honestly, most of the time it was just them by themselves. And that's the reason they went after them because, well, they, they had no one. You know, so they were like, well, how come, you know, 
Miss Betty, you know, uh, Sewery here doesn't have a a a, uh, a mate, and she's not married, and she's got no no children, and but look, she's got two cats, and you know, therefore she must be a witch. And it wasn't like that. I mean, we all know sometimes, you know, love just doesn't find you, and even if it does, sometimes it just doesn't work out, and that's perfectly fine. You know, so it wasn't fine then. And many women were, you know, um, they were tragically persecuted and, and uh, tried for being witches. And, you know, being, if you were a witch, what they would kind of make you do, um, they would drown you. Okay. And if you, uh, and if you survived, oh man, that means, you know, you must have been a witch. And if you drowned and you died, well, that must have mean that you were telling the truth and you were not a witch and you died because, well, you know, if you were a witch, you wouldn't have survived that. Right. And it's like, Oh man, well, she died. Well, you know, too bad, too sad. Well, one less person in this town. That's fine. And they would kind of just clear your name afterwards saying, Oh, okay. Well, you know, uh, uh, Betty good over here died, but Hey, at least we know she wasn't a witch. Right. The irony. So, they, the Salem Witch Trials, you know, going back to that, um, you had a, a group of girls and it started off with one girl who, I mean, she was found doing something odd, not normal in, in, of sorts. And, um, because of that, you know, they asked her well, what's going on. And she said, it's because I had a dream that the specter of, you know, um, so-and-so of Jane, you know, Marshall, she, she came and attacked me at night in my, in my dreams. And, and, and this is why I am acting the way I am. So what do they do? They go and find Jane Marshall and they, they ask her, what's going on? Why are you attacking this woman? Are you a witch? And she's saying, no, I'm not a witch. you know, but she said your specter attacked her. And, uh, she would say, no, no, I'm not. So it's, and I mean, I'm assuming this is how it all went. It might've gone down completely different, right? But, you know, from what I have read in books, um, and I do read a lot of books, um, you know, there was a lot of having to, it was he said versus she said, and nothing really got, you know, cleared out easily. So it's by Spectre, um, these individuals often meant their spirit, you know, their, her, her spirit, um, came, you know, to me. And if you know something about witches, they often say that witches can um, astral project themselves. So I won't get too much into the graphic of this because, you know, it it's not that that pretty. But they often say that, you know, witches, um, they get brooms or they're associated with brooms because they would use the brooms to um, seal off their doors, you know, kind of uh, block it. So that way people wouldn't come into their, their, um, their living space or wherever they were. So what they would do, they would lay down flat on, uh, on their beds or the floor, wherever they were and surrounded by candles and, um, just whatnot oils, I guess, suppose maybe water. I'm not sure exactly what they would use. You know, I'm not too familiar with the practice itself, but they would lay down and I guess using a sort of meditation, they would be able to astral project their, their spirit to another area or wherever they were. So these girls, you know, because they start off with one girl and then it turned out to be a group of girls. I think maybe about eight of them. 
um, started claiming that that these women and these men, and like I said, it wasn't just women. Sometimes it was men too. These women and men were their specters, their their spirits were leaving their bodies and attacking them and making them do crazy things. And I mean, they were pulling their hair, biting, and just all sorts of strange things. Now, uh, my background's in psychology, and I've read, you know, about uh, mania and how um, you can have one person experience one thing, and then you know, by the power of suggestion, a group of other people can can feel it too, all of a sudden. And I'm going to, you know, um, I'm going to assume that that might have been the case here. You know, one girl got caught doing something she wasn't supposed to be doing. Um, and because of that one incident, you know, these other girls were like, oh my goodness, yes, yes, you're right. You know, I, I did feel this today. Yeah. You know, and it kind of spread like wildfire and they started accusing, you know, just some of the townspeople, you know, um, and I mean, you didn't have no, no, uh, forensics teams back then and anything like that. So it was just the power of the word and you know, they would bring in these people to, into court and try them and, you know, stone them and hang them, you know, for their, their beliefs or non-beliefs. And it, it, it it was a big, you know, spectacle, um, kind of a big stain in the history of the United States. And you might say, well, Joe, there's a lot of big stains. Yeah. I mean, United States is a still a fairly young country, so, I mean, honestly, I think we're still a bunch of teenagers, and as teenagers, they make mistakes, and they're learning from them, and, you know, it's a lot of trial and error, and a lot of them, it's, it's a lot of errors, and you just you pick up from it, you know, those who, you know, do not learn about the past are deemed to, re- are, are doomed to, re- to repeat it, and, you know, I'm hoping we don't repeat and start stoning women again. You know, don't, don't stone your women, you know, just, just don't, it's not nice. No one wants to be stoned. No one wants to be, you know, drowned in a river either. And then, you know, you, you, you survive, you're a witch, but if you don't, you know, you're basically, you know, dead. Right. So anyways, um, that's that, that, that's the same witch trials and brujas, that's something else. So brujas are witches as well but a little bit more I guess you could say mystical you know it's not always about riding a broom through the air it's sometimes just scarier than that so I grew up with my grandparents talking to me about brujas and it wasn't just brujas they would mention they mentioned the term lechuza Uh, I'm hoping you're familiar with the term lechuza but if you're not let me tell you so a lechuza is a bruja, is a witch, but it's a witch that can shapeshift. So usually this witch shapeshifts into a owl of sorts, you know, and it's a, and, and you think, Joe, there's owls everywhere, you know, you're right, but owls are not commonly found during the day. Most of them are just nocturnal animals. Um, a few are cris- cris- crepus- cris- crepuscular. Crispucky. Crip- you get it. You know, sunrise, sunset owls, you know, as you could, you could say. 
Crepuscular. Yes, I was right. Sorry, couldn't get over it. Anyway, um, so lechuzas are these these witches, you know, who shapeshift, and because they shapeshift, you know, they are able to fly and attack their victims or take something from their victims, and you're thinking, okay, well, where are you going with this? Now, brujas and brujeria, two different things. Um, I mean, it's the same thing, but it's not. You know, I'm, I'm not going to talk about brujeria right now. That's a subject for another day. Uh, right now, I'm just going to focus on brujas. And the thing with brujas is that because they shapeshift, you know, they fly and they do things that you probably wouldn't normally do. Um, so they say that chusas would, you know, if, uh, if a bruja's after you or a lechusa, you know, it stands around your property or it circles you properly. And it, you know, you see it. And if you hear it, you know, it either sounds like a baby crying or like a, like a cackle of sorts. And if you hear, you know, you, you say, well, okay, what? So just imagine you're at home and it's midnight. You're sitting on your sofa, nice and comfy, listening to this podcast, drinking a nice, you know, uh, cup of cafe de olla. And you're thinking, hmm, that's funny. I hear a baby crying. And you just hear like a wah, wah, wah sound. And you're thinking, huh any kids where is this baby coming from tv's off because you know clearly you're, you're listening to this podcast and you look out the window because you hear the sound is coming from the outside and you look out the window and what do you see maybe standing on your fence on a on your tree maybe even on top of your car is this big owl and you think okay that's a little strange you know, and then you realize the sound of the baby crying is coming from that owl. And you're like, hmm, extra strange. So, if you've seen scary movies, they usually tell you don't go outside, don't investigate. If you go and investigate, something's going to happen to you. And again, keep my warning, don't go investigate the sound of the baby crying. Because that that's kind of the bruja's way of luring you outside and taking you and attacking you so they said these brujas turn into these big owls because that was their way of uh of attacking your victims or um as well taking a garment a piece of garment from their victims something that they would need from that victim from that person to be able to do brujeria on them and again i won't talk about brujeria right now just the bruja so you know, imagine that happens, right? And you think, well, okay, that that's creepy. It is creepy because you anyone can be a bruja. Anyone can be a witch. Now, not all witches are, you know, are evil and and owls. I mean, but this is this is a, a, a cuento that my grandparents would tell me. So back when I was I mean, I was young, maybe about four years old, and my great grandfather um, still lived and I remember an incident once, you know, I mean, I remember it through talk with, with my family, you know, I don't remember the incident exactly happening entirely, but I remember that we used to have this big, beautiful tree in our backyard. And for the longest time, this big white owl would 
every single night go and perch itself in that train. And it would do this kind of strange hooting sound. Um, not necessarily like a cry and not really a cackle, but it, it was a weird hooting sound. I, I don't remember the hooting exactly, but it would have a particular call. So my great grandfather said, oh, it's una bruja. You know, that's a witch. And he, he was a firm believer in that. And that man, you know, said, when you see an encounter of bruja, um, you need to yell at it. You need to curse at it. And you tell it, then mañana por sal. Come tomorrow for, for salt. And that whoever that bruja was, because you gave them a command, they would have to show up at the next day at your house asking for a cup of salt. So... I mean, I know that we never actually yelled at the owl to do that, but how strange is it that this big white snowy owl just lands in your backyard, you know, like on a daily, you know, on an, on an evening, you know, basis. And it's just there, you know, it wasn't sleeping there during the day though, because our, I do recall my dad going out there and, you know, checking the tree and there was no nest. It would just land there every single night you know around midnight and I mean I don't know what time it would leave I mean I would fall asleep eventually but yeah, I remember you know it would it would land there in the middle of the night and just hoot so during that time one time my my uh, grandfather was sitting out my great-grandfather but I call him grandpa Chapa. so grandpa Chapa was sitting outside with my grandma with my actual grandmother and uh one of our our uh you know, neighbors who happened to be an aunt. Yeah, my neighborhood was like close-knit family. So it was my my aunt, my grandma, and my grandpa Chapa. And we're sitting outside in the porch. Or they were sitting, I wasn't there. They were sitting outside in the porch. And grandpa Chapa, you know, saw this big brown owl. And I mean, everyone saw it. You know, not just him, but it just happened that he happened to see it first. And that owl might have had some vengeance towards him, you know, because just just listen. So the owl flew around the house. It's, it, it encircled it three times. Three times going clockwise, okay? And on the third round, it swooped in through the side of the porch, okay? And... My grand, my great, my grandpa Chapa was sitting in a wheelchair, and this owl came, swooped, and encircled the top of his head, then encircled the top of my grandmother's head, and then flew off, and went behind a house, and you know, they didn't see it anymore. Uh, my tia, you know, apparently she 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 was like, oh, I ain't I ain't sticking around for this, you know. And she left. She, boom, she's going back home. So she did. She took off home. And like I said, you know, the neighborhood's like close-knit family. So she didn't live that far away, just a couple of houses down. And Grandpa Chapa and my grandmother, you know, were like, you know, they they, they were arguing. My, gra- my Grandpa Chapa was telling my grandma, Esa es una bruja. La señora de esa casa es una bruja. You know, and, and my grandma's like, No digas eso. No, no digas eso, papá. And I mean, it... I believe my Grandpa Chapa. You know, Grandpa Chapa said the lady was a witch. Hey, she must have been a witch. 
I mean, who am I to to argue with my elders, right? Um. Anyway, so Grandpa Chapa really had this firm belief that that lady was a witch, and it was just so strange that the owl flew three times around the house, then swooped in, went around his head, then went around my grandmother's head, took off, didn't touch my tia's head at all, you know? But she was a believer, too, in, in lechuzas. I mean, honestly, you know, it's this area here, the, the you know, the area in the frontera. Firm believers in, in these leyendas and these creencias. And why not, right? So this happened, and it, it was very strange to, to Grandpa Chapa. And, you know, he, he believed that that's a bruja. You know, and thinking about it now... I mean, okay, sure. Science-wise, maybe it was just an owl, you know, flying around at three in the afternoon. Because why not, right? But it, it first went in, and I mean, you could say it attacked Grandpa Chapa. You know, it gave him a scratch on top of his head. And it flew off. So why would this owl do that? I mean, it's so strange. Um, and if you are someone who is into avians and knows things about birds let me know what you think i'm curious you know this this happened when i was about four or five years old and it's been years been several years and i still don't know why something like that would happen you know i've I've researched owls and you know and to me it just makes no sense you know maybe it's just electromagnetic you know something or another and the owl just had its wires crossed right but to Grandpa Chapa, that was a bruja. And I remember him, you know, talking to, to me. Telling me, you know, a bruja has to be, you know, to be safe. And not let anyone, you know, just go and attack me. And and if I feel like I was being attacked by a bruja, to curse at it, you know. Say those those uh, curse words at it, you know, English, Spanish. But whatever you say, make sure you yell at it. Then mañana por sal. And I don't believe Grandpa Chapa yelled at the bruja to come back for salt you know if he did it didn't happen which didn't come back you know but you know just putting it out there in case you run into a lechuza or a bruja you know at night tell it to come back for salt the next day and let's see if it happens i mean i'm curious now um you know i don't know what kind of witch you would call that i mean a creepy kind of witch maybe um i know there's different types of witches now um I did do a little research on that, and nothing that I read about these witches fit that description, you know, other than witches who play with uh, dark magic, you know, and if that's you, hey, by all means, go for it. Um, not something that I, I myself do, but, you know, hey, if that's you, that that's cool. I'm, you know, I support you and what you do. Just remember love and peace and respect others, please. Um, but yeah, that, that happened to Grandpa Chapa, my grandma. And I just remember thinking, oh man, how creepy, you know, like things like this happen. So in this area, yeah, it's, it's known. Brujas do exist. Um, and they sometimes turn into hobbles and you're thinking, yeah, that, that's pretty creepy. And it is. I mean, I, I would hate to be in bed and then hear a cackle of sorts coming from the outside of my window and then just look and just see an owl out there. I mean, I, I would really hate that. 
I mean, who wouldn't, right? So good. Coffee tonight. It's Café de Oya. If you've never had Café de Oya, you're missing out. It's so good. Drinking from my new RGB mug. I love it. It has all these little depictions of the Rio Grande Valley. And honestly, my favorite part of the mug is the elote. If you know me, I love elote, so that touched my heart. Um, But honestly, you know, brujas can be... when When you're four and five and your grandpa's telling you that witches can turn into owls, it's scary. Um, let me know what you think about lechuzas, what you've heard, and what you think about brujas. I mean, I'm curious. Um, and if you know brujas and if you are one, let me know what kind of magic you practice. I'm, I'm curious about that too. Um, you know, thank you for listening. And if you want more stories about brujas and lechuzas, let me know in the comments. Trust me, I have a lot more to talk about. Um, just wanted to keep it short, you know, so I don't take up too much of your time. But let me know what you're interested in, and I'm happy to discuss that in the next podcast. Um, again, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Like and subscribe. It helps keep this channel going. And drink some coffee, because life begins after coffee. Thanks. <laughs>